Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. On today's episode of Ambitious Motherhood, I'm talking with Dr. Courtney Baker. She is the CEO of Kids Care Home Health, an eight-figure healthcare business serving children with special needs from Texas all the way to Colorado. She was named the 2017 Texas Businesswoman of the Year, is a TEDx speaker, and hosts the Women in Business podcast, where she shares inspirational stories of female entrepreneurs. As a leading authority on women's leadership and a mother of three, Courtney is working to decrease the gender gap by inspiring women to lead with confidence and integrity. Using her depth of business experience and expertise, she is now helping grow grandbaby businesses, as she calls it, as she mentors and coaches creative women to shift from side hustler to CEO. So let's get to today's interview. Hey, Dr. Courtney Baker, how are you? Welcome to the show. Oh, Katie, I am so good. How are you? It's good to be back. I know. So for those listening, you don't know, Courtney and I have tried to do this recording before and we are here for a second time and I'm so excited that she made some time for us and we're getting back to this conversation. All right. So first of all, I really would love for you to dive in and share with everybody who you are, what you do, and what has led you to this point in your motherhood, but also your business journey. So I, my motherhood journey started when I was a single teenage mom and I was 19 and had my son six months after I graduated high school. And um, I was on food stamps and Medicaid and put myself through college, um, kid in tow, and became a speech pathologist. And then quickly after graduation, I opened my own healthcare company in Dallas. And it was just me with 10 patients. And today we have over 600, almost 650 employees. And we are nationally recognized healthcare organization that is just only God has been able to lead the way. So that's what I have done. But in that journey, I've realized how many women um, really are holding themselves back from taking those next steps of being the, the leader we were really called to be in our um, homes or our careers. And sometimes we feel called to do that and we're torn. So I'm now I'm coaching women to help them start and scale their own um, businesses as second careers. I love it. I love it. So first question I've got for you is how are women, how do you see women holding themselves back? Do you have examples? Sure. In my research, I found that women had four obstacles that they were facing when they were advancing their careers. And the first obstacle was family obligations. You know, growing up a career and growing a family at the same time is is a juggle and it's hard. And so that was the first one. The second one was limited advancement opportunities in their workspace. And the third was gender-based discrimination. Now, I really went into my research, Katie, thinking that it was going to be the good old boys club holding women back. Mm -hmm. But really, more often than not, it was other women that were holding other women back. And that just made me so sad. Um, 
And then the fourth obstacle was how many women lacked confidence. And it just, when I looked at all the obstacles, it was nearly 80% of women who I spoke to lacked confidence and talked about that. And then when I looked at all four of the obstacles combined, I thought, you know, confidence is really the common denominator. Yeah, Yeah. because if you can solve that problem, then you have the confidence to, you know, do what you areas. So yeah. for the woman listening, what what tangible things can she take away in terms of confidence? How can we how can we start to shift this narrative in our life and be more confident women? When you look at confidence, it's a construct that's really hard to define. I mean, it's not a tangible thing, but right. when I looked at the definitions, there's an Ohio State professor And his name is Richard Petty. And he defined confidence as the stuff that turns thoughts into actions. And I thought about that, though, for a minute. And I thought, you know, I disagree. Because even hamsters in a wheel are in motion. And and that doesn't make them confident. But I, I came up with my own theory. And I believe that confidence is found at the intersection of courage to identify your purpose, and faith to walk in that purpose. How does somebody begin to figure out what their purpose is? Well, it's interesting because I went on my own journey after my, you know, I checked all the boxes. I had this incredible career that uh, I'd grown this business to the point where it didn't need me. So check that box. I went back and got my doctorate degree. Check that box. I wrote a book called Conquering the Myth or Unlimited, Conquering the Myth of the Glass Ceiling. Check that box. And then I looked around and I was like 40 years old and thought, what's next? You know, my kids are a little bit older. I have one that's almost 26, one that's 16 and one that's 12, but they don't need me like my littles did. And and thought, what am I really called to do? And I had to look internally, and this is my answer to that. So looking internally and saying, what really lights me up? Not as my passion, but what really just angers me? And it's the gender gap. And I thought, you know, I want to be part of this solution. I don't want to sit around and talk about the problem anymore. What can I do to be part of the solution? And my birth of my purpose was really defining what angered me and what lit me up that I could change and being part of that solution. And so that's what I would say to somebody if they didn't know what their purpose was. And I think a lot of, you know, moms really get to that point where they've I hear so many times, I'm just a mom. And no, no, no. You are growing the next generation of leaders. There's more to that than you can even put into words. There's so much more than just a. And so it's really defining what lights you up and what can you do to change it. And walking in that, that's where your confidence is found. Mm -hmm. So love that you kind of started with your passion, what what fires you up, the problem that you see in this world that you want to change. And that's a task. So that's often not something you can see huge results in our world in the next 90 days. So how do you, how did you begin to take this grand vision, but also chunk it down into the here and now and what you can do to move forward? 
Well, there's a process that I've created and it's called damn goals because we hear about smart goals and people say, oh, well, you know, my goals aren't smart enough or whatever, but DAM goals, it's an acronym and it stands for Detailed Achievable Measurable Metrics. And it's creating goals that you can measure in small chunks and taking those baby steps toward that grand vision. So let's say your vision or your purpose, what really lights you up is the fact that kids go to school with no socks sometimes. You know, their parents can't afford socks or underwear or just the the small things. So you start, and this is a this is actually somebody that I know who did something like this. She started a fund where she started asking all her friends to give her brand new in package socks and underwear for kids at back to school time. And she thought, I don't know how many I'm gonna have, but Maybe it's enough to feed, you know, to to put clothes, 10 kids or one classroom. She got enough to give every single child in that school one set of new socks and new underwear because it lit her up and she wanted to make a change. So she was part of the solution. I love that. So at this point, like you're, the people, the women you're empowering, they're not necessarily all here for business and profit. There's a lot of just passion and philanthropy here too, right? Well, yeah. I mean, she's created a nonprofit giving socks and underwear to schools in Louisiana. Amazing. Yeah. But I mean, there's business principles that go into that and and still creating those boundaries of what your purpose is and putting those guardrails on that. And that's what I'm helping women do. So powerful because I think, you know, we see these these big issues in our world and we think they're going to take big solutions when really it's just these little moments compounded over time that are going to make the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the woman you coach, for the most part, she's, you know, 40 years old, had a successful career, one transition into her next step. What are those common fears you hear from her when she's thinking about creating this passion and taking it to the next level. One of the biggest ones is, am I too old to start over? And, and I, I mean, the, I have one question. Are you breathing? Yeah. You're never too old. Your time here is not done. I mean, when I, when I started over, I was 40 and I still have my, my company. I'm still CEO and chairman of the board, but I don't go in every day and I don't, um, operate tangibly, but it's like, if you're still living and breathing, you have a purpose and you have a calling and, and it's your, your, it's a gift to find that out and walk in that. It's so good. And I think even on the other side of the spectrum, young 20s, mid 20s, we have this fear down here that we're too young. And so when is enough enough? They're just all excuses at the end of the day. Absolutely. But, you know, I mean, when I... <laughs> I feel like I've lived every excuse in the table. Like I was a single mom. I had all the cards stacked against me. I I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I mean, I worked hard for my company. I wasn't gifted it. And then anything that's worth anything takes effort and it's hard. But that's what makes it good. That's what makes it worth it. I mean, right when I was about to go get my doctorate, Katie, that I kid you not, I was sitting in orientation at Pepperdine for my uh, 
postdoctoral program, we had to write our 80th birthday toast. What we wanted others to say at our birthday party, 80th birthday party, and I realized then I wasn't living as the person that I was called to be. And I am not kidding. A month later, I suffered a massive stroke in two places and underwent a seven-hour brain surgery. Wow. I had every reason, every excuse in the table not to finish. I took that semester off and I restarted in January in 2013. And I finished in 2015 because it was important to me. Hey, so I wanted to take a second, pop into this interview and just interrupt for just a moment, okay? So here's what I want you to do. I know you are loving this conversation today. I want you to screenshot your show right now, post it on your Instagram stories, tag myself and our guest, and share with us whatever ahas you are getting from this episode. We cannot wait to hear what it is you're taking away and also have the chance to reshare you on our social platforms as well. Okay, I'll see you on the gram. Back to the episode. That's I mean, those wake-up call moments, what were some big things you have taken away from that moment in 2012, 2013, and now you still carry with you today? Oh, one of them was when my daughter was eight and I asked the loaded question, if you could change one thing about mommy, what would it be? And without hesitation, she said, you drink too much wine. And I realized I didn't want that to be my legacy. I come from a long line of alcoholics and I did not want my daughter to think that that was my legacy as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times in our culture, we justify like, oh, it's mommy juice or we make light of it. And, you know, if, if, if that's something that you're okay with, then that's great. But that was not something that I wanted to be my legacy. Well, and, and insert whatever it is for you. Mm-hmm. Anytime we put dependency on a person, a substance, whatever, an event and experience that it takes away our power as humans. Like we can't depend on something else to get us through. And it just, it creates a cycle that's very similar to that, but it's not just wine. It's not just alcohol or Mm -hmm. drugs or whatever. It's all the things that you end up becoming dependent upon. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love that you just had kind of this wake up call and it shifted you into really this next season of your life. What are some of the fruits on the tree that you've experienced in the last seven, eight, nine years? Right, math. I can't do. Yeah. What are some of the fruits (laughs) on the tree that you have today because of those decisions and shifts you made back then? Well, I have what we lovingly refer to as grandbaby businesses because I have helped younger, um, even down, you know, I say down, but the age wise to millennials um, start their own businesses and they are thriving and doing so well with my mentorship and coaching that they have, I mean, a few of the girls in their first year, they hit six figures. And I mean, they don't have kids yet, but some of them, some of the women that I've coached have started their own businesses. And um, one of them had balanced it with three young kids and, and she's doing great. And it's just been so much fun to see the impact that I have been able to make in this second phase, I feel like, of life. Yeah, that's amazing. And to just, you know, 
take your expertise and help other people. Like this whole ripple effect. I always talk about it. The ripple effect of helping one mom in her household, but also her business and just the ripple effect that it has from there, who she's Mm -hmm. impacting, who she's helping and serving. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Harvard has done research that shows that kids who have working moms are just as happy as those as they grow up, as those who've had stay-at-home moms. And so if you feel called to do something that's it's maybe outside of the home, then mommy guilt is real. I get that. But really realizing that you're showing them a power and a strength that they can't find anywhere else because it's in you, their mom. Mm, That's good. That's good. So when you were getting started in this pivot, so you have a successful home health business that has been around for a while that you've kind of gotten to the point where you're able to step back a little bit and just be that more CEO role. When you started to pivot into coaching and this whole online space of expert helping somebody go from where they are to where they want to go, what were those first few things you did to get yourself off the ground and running in the right direction? You know, marketing is is really huge. And I spoke at an event and it, someone actually came up to me and said, I, I need your help. And that was when I realized, oh, wow, I, I have this ability that I can I can give back. And, you know, we always hear, you don't know what you don't know. But I, I think there's a twist to that. And it's you don't know what you do know. And what you do know is powerful. And sometimes we forget because it's just, oh, well, everyone knows that. That's common knowledge. What you know is not necessarily common knowledge. You have a gifting, you have a skill, you have expertise, and you have experience that not everybody else has had. So where can you, and and what I've internalized is where can I take that and invest in the next level of business leaders and women business leaders? And that's really kind of some of those things that I've learned along the way, that there's knowledge gaps that I have the capacity to help fill in. And that's my calling, is to help as many women as I can start their own businesses to really find that confidence through taking those steps, taking that action. Yeah. And you you brought up a really good point. It's this knowledge bias where the things you know and are really good at and are your zones of genius, you don't think anything of it because you have this whole knowledge bias where you can't see how valuable this is to other people. Mm-hmm. So for somebody who hasn't quite identified that, what tips do you have on figuring out what their expertise is, what those things are in their world that they're really good at? One practical thing is what do friends come to you with questions about? Mm-hmm. So, you know, is it is it parenting advice or is it recipes or is it something that you are really strong at doing? Is it is it building an online business? Is it, you know, what are those things, creating an email list? What are those things that you have the skill to do that people need help with and will pay for? Oh, totally. So mm-hmm. good. So good. So what were some of those things for you when you started? Was it more obvious for you or, or were people coming to you for business advice and strategy questions and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, definitely strategy questions and business advice. And, you know, one of the girls that, I, that I've worked with, when she first came to me, she'd been in business for a year and a half. And when we dug really into her goals and what she wanted to do, I found out she was operating as a DBA. 
And one of the first things I was like, whoa, 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 we've got to get you set up as a legal entity, you know, but and it's just that knowledge gap that she didn't know, but saying, okay, no, let's, let's do this legally and tax wise correctly and explain to her the difference between a DBA, an LLC and a trademark. And, and it was like, she just didn't know. So filling in those gaps of who has what knowledge at what level and where I can help, you know, fill that in for her. Oh yeah, definitely. That's so good. So what would you say in like a sentence or two, your unique zone of genius, your unfair advantage is today? Well, it's funny because I've asked that question to the women and young young women that I have worked with. And they said, I have, I have a no fluff approach. I very much cut to the chase. And, you know, I sometimes I speak the truth in love. Yeah. It's and, needed. Yes. And and I sugar coating. Yeah. I don't blow smoke up your skirt. I'm I'm very um call it what it is. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. I think it's really good to ask your people what that is. Not be afraid of um asking, what am I really good at? Because it's something that, like we said earlier, you can't always see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your blind spot? Right. Yeah. And then surrounding yourself with the mentors and the people that are where you want to be, who've done what you want to do and a place where you can learn and know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, Katie, you and I both know there's a lot of business coaches out there, but I think finding someone who has the ability to show proof in the pudding what have they built? What have they done without it just being a, I can help you? Right, right. And for me, lifestyle is a big component of that. Like mm-hmm. we can we can build any business you want, but if you want one that fits into your life as a mom, like that, that matters to me. That's the way I built my business. And um, yeah, I mean, so just figuring out the fruit on the tree, which one aligns with the lifestyle you want to live as well as your expertise and what you want to build. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. Well, as we kind of wrap up, I would love for you to share with everybody your favorite book that you would recommend to the listeners as well as what you are reading now. One of the best business books that I have read is uh, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. It's just so good. And what I'm reading right now is actually on my bedstand, Profit First. That's it. Profit First. That's a good one. That'll change your business, (laughs) the way you do money and everything. Yeah. And, and and realizing how much, um, you know, just being a good steward of what you're gifted with. Yeah, I love it. Well, share with everybody how we can connect with you, hear more about all the amazing things you have going on. Yeah. So if you want my business building roadmap and you're ready to just get started and, and want to know the steps, you can go to CourtneyBaker.com forward slash biz map, B-I-Z map. And Courtney has no U in it. So C-O-R-T-N-E-Y. And I am on all the channels of social media at Dr. Courtney Baker. And I have the Women in Business podcast, which you are going to be on. Yeah. Or you, we've recorded it, but you're coming out. Your episode's coming out in December. Yay. Well, we will link all of that up for you guys so that you can head on over from here. Go listen to Courtney over there. It'll be good. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. 
Thanks for joining us on today's episode. I am so excited that you got to hang out with us here today in your earbuds, and I want to help you get further connected into the Six Figure Ambitious Mom community. So head on over to katiefleming.co slash tribe for your own invite into the Six Figure Ambitious Motherhood community. I'll see you there.